There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And uh, yeah. we got a little new music from uh, Shout Them Out, man. Yeah, that's my boy Nils Langren and his funk unit, y'all. Mm, if y'all don't know, now you know. The motherfucker's <laughs> a badass. Yeah, man. That was uh, that's, that's cool, man. Appreciate them uh, letting us get a little music for the Spinnerfield because the season is about to begin. Yes. I'm really, Give really excited. Oh, you, you want it? You I you want this gift? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the 2022 season about to begin. Unfortunately, Skip's still slightly under the weather, so we're gonna be separate. And I'm all here uh, with the soundboard. So there's a bit of yeah. air horn, but there's also a little bit of. But we're gonna make it work, man. We 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 have an obligation to you as listeners. Yeah, it was you know it was it was bound to happen. It was I actually had a really. I had a fantastic weekend. Um, we we started the party off early on Thursday. Um, La Samaya, the little show that I'm shout out in, to La Samaya, won the Kristallin TV Award for best kids program, so that was pretty dope. Uh, Friday we did our our family NFL s- season predictions plus Uh-oh. week one of flip them and pick them, so it was pretty cool to get that tradition cranked up again. Oh yeah. Uh, Saturday, I got to watch my Bulldogs destroy the Oregon Ducks. So that was pretty nice. And, uh, mm. Sunday was I all mean, about the- y'all, y'all, y'all destroyed the Oregon Ducks. It was a really good team, too, uh, Oregon. Well, they lost yeah. their coach. The coach went to Miami, but so they, they're starting over. Miami had a good night, too. I just had to throw it out there, man. You know, I got to get mine on. <laughs> Miami putting up 70 points, man. <laughs> Miami beat that ass. <laughs> beat that ass. Seventy points. They beat that ass. To Thirteen. But yeah. it was Bethune Cookman, man. So. Yeah, and then Sunday we had this two kilometer lapis in which was fantastic. It was a beautiful day. There were thousands of people who came out, but it all started to shift on Sunday night as I realized that I had probably caught whatever my whatever cold that my kids had been carrying around for the past couple of weeks, damn. and it's been a little downhill since then. Oh, damn. Well, but I hope you feel better soon. I'm pushing man. through. I'm yeah, pushing man. through. It's week one. There was no way I wasn't going to show up. Uh, you know, it's next man up. You just got to fucking do your shit. Handle your <laughs> shit, brother. You got to get your chicken, man. That's what. 
Yeah, <laughs> you got to take care of your chicken. Take care of your chicken. Uh, Any updates on that? What happened with him, man? Is he? They just like I don't know. I yeah, obviously DUI. I, I don't know. I haven't heard any updates about it. Me neither, man. Uh, Maybe it went away. Uh, speaking of um, college football, uh, it was an interesting announcement that they decided to expand. They announced on Friday, they decided to expand their playoffs from four teams to 12 teams. Yes. Um, which they'll probably do by, I don't know, 2024 or 2025, I think. Um, so basically the top four major conferences, uh, the champions of those four major conferences will get like a buy. And then the teams five through 12, will have to battle it out. Um, so obviously you're probably thinking like, well, this is an NFL pod. I don't care about college football skiff. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. um, two answers. First of all, uh, if you're an NFL fan who ignores college football, it's basically like going to the Van Gogh Museum and like all the paintings have been cut in half and thrown into the garbage. It's literally where 99% of NFL <laughs> players come from, right? So you're missing yeah. half the picture. Yeah. Uh, more more directly, an expanded playoff means more games, and more games means more opportunity for future NFL stars of tomorrow to get hurt. Yep. Uh, a lot of players whose teams don't make the four-team playoff now usually skip their bowl game because, I mean, it's like, what is it, like three or four months before the NFL combine? They're like, I'm not playing to that fucking game. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it will have a major effect on, on pro football. Um, and also, you know, kind of raises the question. I mean, despite the fact, obviously, we know that college players are allowed to make, you know, money through sponsorship deals. But now you're asking them to play all these extra games. It's like, it, I, I think it raises the question of like, they need some kind of basic minimum income to put their, you know what I mean? Because it's not like all the players get yes. those spots. You know, it's not like the guy who's number three or four on the depth chart is going to fucking gonna get, get, get the any N- kind of sponsorship NIL, yeah. deal. You know? So, I, I don't know. They get that shit right, man. I've been, th- man, <coughs> I don't know if I told you this. I was on the debate team in high school. Mm. And uh, and that's, I graduated in 2000. So, so this was like the late 90s and I'm, and we were debating back then <laughs> on this topic. That's how long it's been where people are like, wait a mm. minute, these college kids, you know. And I felt like that was a radical side I took. I took the side, of course, of the uh, of the students should get paid. And mm. it felt radical at the time. So at least it shifted. But now it's just like, mm. it's fucking ridiculous. You were ahead of your time. As always, man. You know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not, not surprised. either. You know, you know. <clears throat> I, I, I was like, we were surprised. we were as a, a podcast, we were ahead of the NFL about yeah, exactly. trying to get Europe involved in football. We told them what to do. Well, that's not surprising either. NFL is always behind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to a good idea. Uh, like naming a team the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because like we were watching. Uh, I turned on NFL Network on what was it Sunday night? I think, and they mm-hmm. were playing. They were broadcasting uh, an HBCU game that was mm-hmm. being played live from um, from the Hall of Fame, from the football mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. And I was sitting there with Isak, and he was like, "Why are they showing this game?" I was like, "Don't you know that the NFL?" 
like really cares about black people now you didn't hear (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's like it's such a quick shift for them like they go from like shut up and play football you know to like no wait a minute we have to paint in racism in the in the end zone and pretend (laughs) like we give two shits about hbcu let's go um so it might be Dion. Dion's little fingerprints might be all over that man. Mm-hmm. Where he's trying I'm, to snatch up recruits and like show like HBCU yeah. man. This I'm looking forward to seeing Dion get his first NFL coaching job. That would be very cool. Uh, there are rumors that he's trying to get that FSU job, but we'll see. Ooh. That would be <laughs> that would be big news. Well, they fucking beat uh, LSU. <clears throat> yeah, but. I mean that game was a hot mess. I mean they yeah. they should have lost that game, in all honesty. Uh, FSU, yeah, of course they should lose mm. every game. Fuck FSU for the record. <laughs> <laughs> but That's what's funny. what's going on in NFL news? Uh, well, so you know, obviously we talked about everybody got down to their fifty-three man roster. Um, yeah. Before we, uh, this would be the. Only time I mentioned the Falcons on this episode, but I just had to bring this up because I thought this was kind of fascinating. The Falcons have this kid. He's an undrafted receiver named Jared Bernhardt. Um, okay. Now, he spent five years playing lacrosse for Maryland. It's a good lacrosse, he, lacrosse place. He, um, he broke all kinds of records as far as like goals and points and, you know, just – he was crazy. Basically won the Heisman Trophy version of whatever the best lacrosse player is. Mm-hmm. Um, ter- I can't even pronounce the name of the award, but whatever. He was the best lacrosse player in the world for five years, basically. Okay. Um, at the age of 24, he decides he wants to play football. So he transfers to Ferris State University, a Division II school in That's Michigan. That's the real FSU. Mm. <laughs> the better A FSU. division... A, Division two football team in Michigan okay. where he led his team to a 14 and 0 record and a division two national championship. Playing what position? Um, he played quarterback. Oh, wow. um, and then he shows up at Falcons camp trying to make the team as a wide receiver. And damn, this dude's like it, a Supreme athlete. And the motherfucker makes the 53 man roster after catching five passes for 102 yards and touchdown. I'm like, I get it that the Falcons have one of the worst rosters in football, but still, it's like true. this guy's story is pretty phenomenal. It's very like, just a little nugget, like worth just remember that name, Jared Bernhardt, in case something happens and you can go, you know what? Skiff told me about that guy. I'm looking uh, out for him now, man. That's a yeah. cool story. Uh, They're already anyway, writing the moving... script. <laughs> you know that script is yeah. in progress already. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be like you know the next. Kurt Warner, undrafted rookie, wins the league MVP, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, I'm just saying that the the script is there. It's there yeah. to be written. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad he's on a bad football team. But um, oh. we'll see. Because mm. uh, mm. I don't know if – do you know who his quarterback is? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, I don't need remember. the sound. I need the sound bite. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I got to do it until we get the sound bite. <laughs> All right, what other news is going on? Uh, now that we got the biggest news of, story uh, out of the way. Yeah, biggest news story out of the way. Uh, it's official. Money-making Mitch Trubisky is listed as a starting quarterback on the Steelers' depth chart. 
Straight cash, homie. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, you got all kinds of hot take talking heads out there claiming that Kenny Pickett is still going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know how they. I saw it's the to... best odds too. Like, what are y'all talking about? Oh. Maybe uh, I, you people know, just believe he's going to hop in. I mean, I, the reality is, is that I think Trubisky has to be. I mean, the only way you you can really replace him with Kenny Pickett is if he's terrible, and and Trubisky is. I mean, he's not great. I mean, we saw it in Miami. Don't forget, we saw true. Uh, well, Fitzpatrick wasn't doing great, but he was. He had half the locker room. You know what I mean? It was a controversial decision to start Tua when they did. Sure. So it might, it I mean, might I, he might not have to suck. It's not like Fitzpatrick was stinking it up. So maybe mm. they'll take – and Brian Flores is on the staff. Mm. He's over there like, listen, man, this could work, Mike. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that he can play oh, this year. Oh, that's true, actually. I forgot he's on the staff. That's interesting. <laughs> he's like, he can play this year. That. Mike Thomas like – Never say never, but never. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think about that angle, that, that he's there on the staff. Yeah, man. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. I'm sure that this is probably one of the major bets that you can, you know, throw money down on. Like, how soon will Kenny Pickett take over the starting job? I have no idea. Yeah. But I think I think Trubisky's going to have to be pretty bad for them to give it up to him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll I see. think uh, he's proven that he can do that, though. True. He can be That's pretty true. bad. Um, Brian Robinson, commanders, rookie running back who was shot in the legs about a week or so ago is Mm. out of the hospital. Oh, good, man. Um, the bullet passed through his knee without damaging any ligaments, tendons, or bones. Wow. How crazy is that? This is when, uh, people were ironic. I mean, they would say like that, you know, look at God. You know, it's funny that you say that because that's precisely what I wrote down because I, I was thinking, I'm certain that Jesus had a hand in this miracle. <laughs> um, um, you know, because this is, remember that this is the start of the football season, which is, you know, also a reminder of just how influential Jesus is mm-hmm. regarding the day-to-day events mm-hmm. in the NFL. Right? Mm, amen. I mean, so uh, this dude is very fortunate. still not sure when he's going to be back on the field um but i have no doubt it will happen according to god's plan (laughs) um which apparently included him getting shot in the legs in the first place yeah man i don't know god loves him some drama i don't know (laughs) what's what's going on there but uh anyway just keep uh just keep you know keep an eye on the uh god angle here he was shot in Uh, the knee in the name of jesus Mm. <laughs> that reminds me of you ever seen that Al Green clip where he was on uh he was on some late night uh like Johnny Carson or something like that and he got into a he had gotten into a car accident recently. Okay. Um at the time when he did the interview and they were asking him about it and he gave like a full on soul preacher account where he basically sang the entire experience of like his car sliding off the road and slamming into a telephone pole. It was hilarious. Uh, If my voice wasn't if my voice wasn't so fucked up, I would imitate it for you. Uh, But it's definitely worth checking out. Is it on YouTube? I don't know. Actually, I remember seeing it when it really happened. That's how old I am. Uh, Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I was, I was just back when for you it. had to remember when you had to actually be there to see something. And if you missed <laughs> it, you were like, oh, man, what? For reals? Yeah. So I was <sighs> riding in my car. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I love me some Al Green. Me too. Uh, Al Green or Marvin uh, Gaye? Al Green or Marvin Gaye? What do you mean? I got to choose? Got to choose. Al Green or Marvin Gaye. We had this debate on my old podcast. But with my mom there, she was on the episode. We were like, Al Green or Marvin Gaye? Which artist? That's tough, man, because they, the two of them really tug at at two um, things that, that I feel, uh, two things that I feel very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Gaye really taps into that um like political side mm-hmm. of things in his music oh. especially you know a little bit later in his career you know where you feel that the passion of the times with him mm-hmm. um whereas al green is like just straight up baby making music like yeah man like i every time i hear an al green song i just want to take my pants off yeah uh you know what i mean so pick one <laughs> man did this dude just did this <laughs> I picked you know Al Green. I picked Al Green. I, 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 if I have to say, just out of like pure joy, and I, I'd have to go Al Green also. Yeah, got classics. Uh, you know, my mom said Marvin Gaye, and then at the end of the episode, we were like, we got to do songs, so pick a, a a Marvin Gaye song, and she said, let's oh, no, stay together. Didn't. No, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you just proved your own point. <laughs> you couldn't even think of a Marvin Gaye. <laughs> That's funny. I thought she was gonna say, "Let's get it on." It's like, "Oh, mom, too much mom, information." Nah, I don't oh. want to hear that. I don't. I'm. I suddenly regret having you on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of men of God, uh, mm. Russell Wilson mm. agrees to a five-year contract extension. Mm. Uh, that is on top of his two years that he already had remaining on his current deal. So he's now nice. under contract to the Broncos for seven more seasons. The deal's worth $245 million. Great cash, homie. Of which $165 million is guaranteed. That puts his total pay for next season, for the next seven seasons at $296 million. God now, damn. The, people are making a big deal out of this, this contract. Um, especially regarding the fact that um, Lamar Jackson mm. is still out here negotiating his deal. And, uh, you know, it's so funny how, it, like how quickly a consensus will form within the NFL media landscape. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the minute this deal was announced, it, it was like it, all of the articles start. Oh, this is bad news for Lamar Jackson. He's not going to get that fully guaranteed contract that he's looking for. And I'm like, man, just, just wait. Yeah. Y'all don't fucking know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. Like, but I, I, when that happens, when that intense amount of consensus starts to form in the NFL, I, I become convinced that that story gets leaked. Like this is what the NFL, oh, this yes. is what they want. Yeah. This is what they want. They want every journalist on the planet to be writing that exact same story, which is exactly what happened. Um, and Lamar Jackson is out here going, fuck y'all. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to work um, out for Lamar Jackson. He represents himself, by the way. Yeah, him and his mom, which is kind of fascinating. 
let's see. Next up, we're going to talk about the Saints trading Chauncey Gardner Johnson to the Eagles. I mean, what the fuck was my first thought when this headline <laughs> popped up? I, I, I honestly did not see this coming. Um, the terms of the deal, the Eagles, aside from Johnson, will also get uh, the Saints' seventh round, seventh round pick in 2025. Uh, the Saints will receive the Eagles' fifth-round pick in 2023 and the worst of their two sixth-round picks in 2024. Dang. So apparently the Saints were were trying to sign Gardner-Johnson to an extension mm-hmm. from his rookie deal, but when the talks stalled, New Orleans just sent him to Philadelphia. Um, obviously, they added safeties Tyron Matthew and Marcus May in free agency this offseason, so I guess they just felt like they were kind of set at that position, um, a situation that we can add a little more light to in a minute. But mm-hmm. first, I think it has to be said that this dude is like – he's Philly. It hurts. I don't know if anyone remembers that – like this guy, he's an agitator, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he Philly is going to absolutely love this guy. Like he's born to play in Philadelphia. He, he's been the subject of multiple ejections and suspensions. Players just love to punch this dude in the face because he mm-hmm. crawls up under your skin. Didn't he get punched in there. the face in the Bears game? Javon Wims, yeah. Javon Wims punched him in the face twice. Wow. He claimed that Gardner Johnson spat on him and ripped out his mouth, mouthpiece. Um, this dude even got his own teammate, Michael Thomas, suspended for a game for taking a swing at him in practice. <laughs> okay, so his M.O. is basically to piss you off to where you want to take a swing at him. And then Gardner Johnson just stands there and puts his hands behind his back and lets you punch him in the face. Yeah. He also pissed off Falcons fans when he did like a karate kick to the Falcons logo on the boards behind the end zone. I personally <laughs> I didn't care. The Falcons have hurt yeah. me far more than CJ Gardner Johnson ever could. <laughs> so, you know, he can rub his dick on the Falcons logo for all I care. It doesn't matter. Or he can imitate uh, mooning like Randy Moss. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, big fucking deal. Uh, so after that, interestingly enough, cut to Saints Marcus May <laughs> arrested on aggravated assault with a firearm charge. Mm. Um According to the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, May's arrest stemmed from an August 29th road rage incident. The cops say May was driving a black SUV when he was accused of pointing a gun at a car full of several juvenile females. What? Hmm. Yeah. How stupid is that? I don't know. Uh, Marcus May, quote, vehemently denies the allegations. So I don't oh, know. Oh, well, and this is all after they traded. That's after they traded Gardner Johnson, uh, right? Thinking like we got our safeties, bro. And now this guy's in trouble for fucking whipping out his gun, pointing it at a bunch of teenage girls. Damn. I mean, I'm really fascinated by the Saints this year because it, there are so many people that are picking them as like a dark horse to be like a ten win team and they're gonna win more than 10 games i i i obviously don't believe that but (laughs) you're not biased that's why you that's why i'm biased obviously (laughs) um i'm gonna be super annoyed if they win more than 10 games uh, we'll talk about that when we start picking our divisions we will uh terrible news for the titans their top pass rusher harold landry appears to have torn his acl in practice oh damn um 
he will likely be gone for the year and will be sorely missed. This dude is a top 10 edge rusher last year with double digit sacks. Um, a marauder that they needed going into the year where everyone is expecting them to take a step back. Losing Landry might be a bigger deal than losing AJ Brown. In my opinion. I agree. Um, This is, this is a real, I I was still on the train of like, you know what? They still have Derrick Henry. Uh, This Trayvon Burks guy is starting to come on. I I think maybe might've overreacted to his, his, you know, preseason camp and everyone talking about how he wasn't physically ready. He looked pretty good in preseason. Um, and you still have Mike Vrabel, who has never had a losing record. Um, I was still kind of on the train of like, let's not count them out completely yet. But when I heard this news, I was like, mm, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. And the um, way they collapsed at the end of the season last year, too. Mm-hmm. They lost their, yep. their, their they lost their, their horse, their mule. And uh, it's hard to, mm-hmm. I don't know, I got my opinions on Tennessee, man. I think mm. they are going to. St- I agree with people that are saying that they're going to take a step back. Mm. Yeah. Um, after two disappointing years with the Eagles, Jalen Rager has been shit canned to the Vikings. Mm. Watch out for them Vikings. Uh huh. For a 2023 seventh round pick and a Damn. conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Seven. This dude is a former first round pick. Jalen Rager. Cut your losses, but man. he's. But he's only uh, posted 695 total receiving yards in two years after the team drafted him 21st overall out of mm. TCU in 2020. Uh, so not good. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Kenyon Drake found himself a new home, signs with the Ravens after being released by the Raiders. Uh-oh. That's a good pickup. I like yes. that for the Raiders. Watch, for out the Raiders. For the, watch out for the Ravens, man. All they need mm-hmm. is another good running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they, they're going to crank it out. Yeah. And he catches uh, out of the backfield well, too. He does. He does. Um, my man, former Bulldog, Sony Michelle, might <laughs> just be the luckiest man alive. <laughs> he was wins a little quick Super slurp. Bowl new- <laughs> a little, little slurp. <laughs> right? He wins a Super Bowl in New England. Mm. Then he wins one with the Rams. Yes. Rams cut him. Mm-hmm. He winds up in Ma- Miami, gets yep. cut from there. Yep. And now he's headed back to the West Coast to a team with one of the best rosters in football, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Sony Michelle is a Charger now. Yeah, but. I'm oh. just saying. I, I guess it just, the Dolphins cutting him doesn't, that doesn't say much about him. It says how stacked that, uh, that mm. locker room, that uh, running back room was. Plus, they had I'm a bunch of uh, guys cast outs from um, or that they brought over from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that he doesn't have anything left. It just means that they had too many running backs on that roster. So he still probably got some juice in there, man. I'm just saying that he's up. a very under underrated yeah. Super Bowl championship lucky charm. I'm, yeah. I think this basically is a lock. The Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl now. Ooh. If he wins three in a row, man, he's like Robert Ori of wins, the NFL. <laughs> three Super Bowls with three different teams. I mean, that's like Robert Ori. I mean, come on, that's the only time that's you crazy. see that, right? The, it's just crazy. bouncing around, hitting the big shot, Rob or big shot Bob. <laughs> uh, Raiders have waived Alex Leatherwood. 
You he know was the... their first round pick last year Oof. that made sense to absolutely no one. Uh, they apparently tried to trade him, but when they put a call into all the other 31 tra- teams, all they got was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The teams were like, come on, son. Get the fuck out of yeah. here with that bullshit. I was thinking, what's wrong with y'all? But... Yes, exactly. <laughs> what's wrong with y'all? Huh? <laughs> okay, a drug. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's uh, a lot there people were saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these picks for the Raiders over the years, man, they just have not, uh, you know, they haven't worked out. <laughs> Don't they have some uh, have... organizational issues too of like being corrupt or some shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard much more on that story about how they're basically living in the past. Like, all their documents are in boxes and yeah. stuff. Like, And, and there's also a... some kind of weird financial improprieties right. that were, are being investigated as well. But it feels like in a situation like that, you might as well bring over the coach that got caught cheating a few years ago. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think the yeah. Raiders might be in for a fucking rough go. They can't, mm. I mean... What? Shit can the coach halfway through the season because of a scandal. Uh, they just basically got he he basically got blackballed by the league. Uh, John right. Gruden. I mean, he did say stupid shit, but they also released only some things that they had just to take him out. You know what I mean? He got targeted, and now they get this other coach. I mean, it's their own fault for hiring Josh McDaniel, though. But I got a feeling it's not going to go well. Hmm. It does feel like a targeted hit job, though. I agree. Yeah, that was a hit job, yeah. Uh, uh, The Bears actually later swooped in and picked up Leatherwood off uh, waivers. Uh, We got the worst offensive line in the NFL with with our team Mm. out. Mm. Uh, Cardinals cornerback, Antonio Hamilton. Now, this dude's been in the NFL for seven seasons. Wow. Busting his ass primarily as a backup. Finally plays his way into a starting position with the Cardinals. Nice. And then out of nowhere, this dude goes and burns the absolute shit out of himself in a cooking accident at home. What? Dude spent a he spilled a bunch of like hot oil down his legs and is expected to miss at least <clears throat> the four first four games of the season. And of course, he posted it on Twitter, including a photo, which is way too much information for me. Whoa, I got to um, see this photo, man. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I believe you. You burned your legs. I don't need to see your burnt, blistered legs. What's really his name? Don't. Antonio Hamilton. Uh, we can put it on Patreon for those that want to see it. <clears throat> mm. I think, yeah, they got the picture. You can. I think it's on TMZ. You can see it. Oh, it's like feet too, mm-hmm. man. Mm, legs and feet. Mm-hmm. Damn, he got the Michael careful, Jackson man. toes now. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. maybe he said he when it. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Hmm. <laughs> Damn, I hope he's all right, man. Mm. He'll be back. Crazy. He's obviously resilient. He'll be back. But you, you shouldn't be eating fried foods anyway, man. The season coming up. 
He was like, man, it's going to be some good ass, some good ass chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was frying something, something up. Yeah, and man. He... Spilled a great, oof. One time I spilled boiling water on myself. Mm, that, that shit, shit was, I remember I was a teenager. I was making some eggs or something. I don't know. My granny. Uh. And at my granny's house, and I was trying to bring it over to to the sink, and just spilled it all over myself. Thankfully, I had pajamas mm-hmm. on. Mm. Nice. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, let's see. Now we get on to some like news of the weird type stuff. We got a Tom Brady imposter sentenced to three years in prison for fraudulently obtaining and selling Patriots Super Bowl rings. How crazy is that? How'd he get them? 25 year old New Jersey man was sentenced to three years in federal prison for posing as Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady in order to buy and sell Patriots Super Bowl rings. Damn, he looks like Tom Brady. Does he? Yo, it's crazy no, how much this dude looks like Tom Brady. <laughs> Does he really? Yes. No, it looks like no a deep shit. fake. Wow. He must have had work uh, done. So he first bought a Super Bowl ring in 2017 from a former Patriots player with a bad check and then flipped it to a broker of championship rings for $63,000. Wow. Um, he also learned from the player how players could buy smaller rings for friends and family from an unidentified ring company. That's when he falsely identified himself as Brady over the phone to buy three more Super Bowl rings. Um, and then tried to sell them. So they sell them to the which, players for cheap? Is that how it goes? Uh, he attempted to sell three rings. I'm saying like... To an orange... He, he attempted to sell three rings to like an Orange County, California man for $81,500 while claiming they were from Brady's nephews. Uh, oh, okay. When the oh, buyer so. tried to back out of the deal, this guy told them, uh, sold them to an auction house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then he sold them to an auction house for $100,000. Damn. One of the rings eventually sold for $337,000. Damn. Who's out there trying to buy a ring, man? So he basically figured out that he could pretend to be Brady and buy Super Bowl rings and then pretend that these, you know, obviously it makes these rings worth more. 
if uh, if you think they belong to Brady or somebody in Brady's family. Um, but yeah, he got caught. It's just fucked up. Um, I just thought that was kind of an interesting story. Uh, that's a Tom Brady mask that I'm seeing. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> wow, that's that's a crazy story. Jeez, that's weird. Mm. Uh, somewhat related, also crazy. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley among targets of gang-related celebrity home robberies. Um, prosecutor on Monday announced a sprawling indictment targeting members of what she said is a violent street gang that has been targeting the Atlanta area homes of famous athletes, including Calvin Ridley, uh, singer Mariah Carey, Mm. Atlanta United goalkeeper Brad Guzon, uh, Marlo Hampton of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. Um, So they basically just like kind of look up when these people are going to be gone uh, based on their schedule. And they break into their houses and steal their cars. And yeah, exactly. It's happened to me here, man. We, um, you know, I was doing that road trip with my son around the U S while I was gone. Somebody tried to break in here. Ah, yeah, that's right. I'm sure they they knew I wasn't here. And, uh, thankfully we got that cast iron gate right there. So nobody could get in. So they broke in the first door and they couldn't get in the second one. Hmm. Interesting. Nice try. (sighs) Um, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you brought up John Gruden because one of the things that I was kind of curious about was he, he was in the news last week. Um, he's been talking about this, this email scandal. Um, so the, the whole, for those of you who forgot or never knew in the first place, Gruden got fired because of these emails that were being sent back and forth between him and former Washington football team president, Bruce Allen. Um, which contained a number of racial slurs, bigoted language, insults aimed at Commissioner Roger Goodell, calling him a faggot. That's not my words. Those are his words. Uh, And he also called him a, quote, clueless anti-football pussy, which I don't Mm. even know what that, like, what do you, exactly what do you mean? Anti-football pussy. He criticized Goodell for pressuring the Rams to draft Michael Sam, who, for those of you who don't remember, was openly gay football player. Uh, the Rams. He was, yeah. Michael, remember the Rams drafted Michael Sam. He never made I the team. I thought the Cowboys but... drafted Michael Sam. Mm, I think I think it was the. Maybe Rams. they tried to get the Rams too, and then the Cowboys did. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Oh. Um, he was uh, Gruden was also apparently not a very big fan of the recently hired female referees. Oh, you're right. The Rams drafted him. C- certainly not a big fan of the protest of the national anthem. Mm. Um, but as you pointed out, I think it's important to remind everyone that this all came to light because of the Washington football investigation. And to date, Gruden's head is the only one that has been chopped off and made to roll, um, which is a little weird. Anyway, here's the point I'm trying to bring up. Gruden commented on this at an event uh, about a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of curious what, what you think. He said, quote, I'm not going to say anything but honest things here. I'm ashamed about what has come about in these emails. I make no excuses for it. It's shameful. But I'm a good person. I believe that. I go to church. Mm. I've been married for 31 years. Mm -hmm. 
I got three great boys. Oh. I still love football. I've made some mistakes, but I don't think anybody in here hasn't. I just ask for forgiveness and hopefully I get another shot. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a good person. And yeah. then saying, I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. I've got three great boys. I still love football. How does any of these things mean you're a great person? Besides some people uh, with the church thing. That's the mm. only thing people could probably uh, tie to being a good person. Mm. I don't know, man. It seems like he's just trying to... He, I get he feels like he... Uh, he didn't say it was a hit job, though, but I would lean into that part more than the... And he's saying he's ashamed about what has come out, but he's not saying, I don't feel these things anymore, or I've gone and uh, I've changed my ways in any way. He's just saying, it sucks that y'all know how I felt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't seem like the same thing as saying, like, damn, I was uh, homophobic and sexist. And uh, and I'm glad this came out because I can dig in and figure out how that's wrong. And now I'm not homophobic and sexist anymore. Right. I, you know, I agree with you with all of these points. I don't think this list of things that he paraded out really it doesn't necessarily show means <laughs> that he's a good person. Uh, I do like the fact that he's taking accountability to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but but that being said, I have a hard time believing that this zebra can suddenly change its stripes. That's that's no. kind of and it doesn't um, look like it's almost it's almost like Deshaun Watson. Except, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not true. That's, that's not a, true. That's a because right. he's saying I fucked up. <coughs> but what mm. he's not saying is how he's different. He says mm. somebody that's fucked up deserves to coach again. That mm. somebody being him, but not. Mm. Uh, uh, somebody who has these feelings shouldn't be a coach. You know what I mean? That's what people are thinking. Somebody who feels this way shouldn't be a coach. Uh, mm. So maybe you shouldn't feel this way anymore? How about that part? Mm. That part's not in there mm -hmm. at all. Right. You didn't lose your job because... I mean, you lost your job because you got caught, but you also lost your job because now we know you're this type of guy. So right. if you're not this type of guy... You could be married and 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 uh, and go to church, have three great boys, love football, and also think homosexuals mm. are worse people, and also think you know women right. aren't aren't equal to men. And then you don't need to be yeah. a coach. <laughs> that's a very that's a very good point. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. I I think that's probably the best place to leave it. Actually, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. You can be all of those things and still be a fucking prick. And I and I also feel like um, I always think it's stupid when these people say I'm doing the work, I'm going to therapy, whatever. It always seems like pandering, but it's also things that can help someone with these uh, internal issues resolve them. And it doesn't seem like he's trying to resolve anything. It seems like he's trying to coach football again. And uh, we yeah. don't need coaches that feel certain ways about people. I think maybe if if – I think sometimes your second chance is not really of it's not really up to you. Obviously, yeah. Of course. Uh, I think if I were John Gruden, I would focus on trying to manufacture a second chance that doesn't involve being a head coach again. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, find a new staff. get on the staff. Somewhere. Find a new find a new route. Like find something else. Like find a new find another way. Coach the XFL. Um, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, the USFL. I'm sure they're looking for good coaches. Yeah, USFL's out there. You can you can get on somebody's staff. I'm one of these coaches to take you on as a quarterbacks coach. Probably he's supposed to be good mm-hmm. with quarterbacks. The thing is, each each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, mm-hmm. each everybody in in the building is, is they're ready mm-hmm. for him, man. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time seeing Gruden humbling himself to coach in the XFL, though. I'm just saying, like. If you if you're not gonna say I went and uh, it doesn't seem like he really wants um, to change those feelings that he had, the ones that mm. have been exposed and are keeping him from coaching. Mm. So the only other route is to humble yourself. You can't have it both ways. Right. <clears throat> like the here, yeah. I don't know how many people know about this, but here there was a comedian who uh, is accused of multiple sexual assaults, and he's a very famous comedian. And uh, and then he made a documentary about oh, how yeah, hard that. life it has been since he's been quote unquote me tooed, right? Uh, but he never really took accountability for it, mm. and at the same time, he wants to be back at the status that he was. Mm. But you can, you can, there's always you can always come back and do a show. You can do a show. Yeah. He could put a show on right now. There's a comedian who got, yeah. before Me Too, there's a comedian who got a, a whole scandal a long time before I even started comedy. That's still an active comedian putting on shows all around. And his audience is coming out. He's living off of comedy. But he's not mm. in the forefront like he was then. You can't have it both ways. Unless you do mm. this, unless you show that you're doing the work. So it's mm. the same situation, man. You can't be the superstar <laughs> and not... Take accountability at the same time. Mm. That's yeah. it. That's my that's, that's my yeah. uh, soapbox. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, coaches, mm. um, I think that's a good segue where we can move into what we had teased last week, where mm. we're going to talk a little bit about the hot seat. Oh, we need a hot going seat into the we season. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, who sings that song? Who is that? Is that is that Earth, Wind, and Fire? I don't know, man. Is I think it, it might be Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, it's either know. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Maybe the Ohio players. Uh, it's from that era. It's not Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, I, I feel like know, I would remember that. Is it called Fire? Oh, that's a good one. It must be right. Uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, we got a list here of uh, NFL coaches. Now, as I mentioned last week, I've broken this list down into three categories. I can't wait for this. Uh, The coaches who I feel are, by and large, safe Mm -hmm. are in the category of uh, my ass needs a sweater. Mm, My ass needs a sweater. Because their seat is so cold. Uh, category number two is, hmm, I think I might change into shorts. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, category number three is I am desperately in need of a fire extinguisher. Mm. Uh, these are the dudes whose seats are so hot that yeah. like blisters are mm. starting to form they and might, their ass they, hair is d- definitely gone. You don't want to uh, change that to I spilled <laughs> Hot grease on my legs. <laughs> Did I just sit in a pool of hot grease? What the hell? 
All right, what's, what's the, let's, let's do the, uh, the, cold, the cold seat coach. All right, so the My Ass Needs a Sweater, we can rip through these. These yeah. are the obvious ones, the people yeah. who are safe. Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Matt LaFleur, John Har- Harbaugh, uh, Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott, Zach Taylor, who I know it, he's clearly safe. He went to the Super Bowl last year. I know yeah. your feelings about him. Uh, you Kevin think Zach Stefanski, Taylor's safe? I think Zach Taylor's safe. Cold seat, okay. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl last year. You can't fire a guy the year after he goes to the Super Bowl. Uh, you can't. Stefanski. I don't. Jerry well, Jones did it. Yeah, but that was a special situation. That okay. was a power. Mm-hmm. That was a. That, that was a, a power thing between those two. That's true. And a very dumb decision on his part, I think. Yes. Um, but they won the Super Bowl the next year. They did. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, I think he's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think of all the people involved in this mess at the Cleveland Browns, yeah, I, I they're gonna you know they need to keep Kevin Stefanski. I, they, I exactly of, yeah, yeah. they gotta keep somebody to steady the ship. Yeah. Uh, Todd Bowles, obviously safe. Nick Nick yeah, Sirianni, Brandon. each and every one in the building, I believe, are safe there. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell, Doug Peterson, Robert Sala, I think he's safe. However, with all those picks, if the Jets are one of those two, three, four win win teams again, don't be surprised if it starts to get really noisy in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan Campbell, obviously the whole world's in love with this dude. It's year two. Um, But if it doesn't go well, I could see him on the hot seat next year. Okay. Uh, Same thing with Arthur Smith. I think he's safe for now considering what he he inherited. Mm Mm-hmm. But if this goes as bad as everyone thinks it's going to go, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the hot seat next year. Uh, Brian Dayball, Matt Eberflus, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. Josh McDaniels, yeah. all safe. First-year coach. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, I don't see any first-year coaches that – that I don't see any one-and-done first-year coaches this year. No. Like, like we had with Urban Meyer last year. That's pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> to be some kind of a fucking retard or idiot – Sorry, you're not supposed to say retard anymore. That's no. kind of a leftover thing that I'm trying to retrain myself. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, Urban Meyer's an idiot. Let's just put it that way. Uh, right. I think I'm going to have to change into shorts. I'm putting Kyle Shanahan on this list. Uh, I realize that that's maybe a little controversial. Yeah. I, that being said, I do think he's safe. Mm-hmm. But like, if the shit hits the fan yeah. and he truly has to atone for this Trey Lance pick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it, it could have been a different Jim, quarterback. You got Jimmy G sticking around to be one of the highest paid backups in the league, right? A lot of people are worried about how that's going to affect Trey Lance. Um, they also had this recent, like, like a week before cuts. Shanahan's out here talking about one of their running backs, Trey Sermon is like, man, this guy's amazing. Like he's so great. We're so excited about him and he's going to be so great for us this year. And like four days later, he's literally the most surprising guy who got cut from the 53 man roster. It's like, wait, you just said he was great. Why'd you cut him? And like, well, we got this undrafted rookie running back that we didn't expect to be so good. Uh, And so they kept it. Like there's a lot of weird decisions going on in San Francisco right now. And if they don't work out, like I, I'm just saying there's it, the expectations are hot. Everyone's talking about how this is like a Super Bowl ready team. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, I, if this doesn't, if the Trey Lance pick, this is the year we get to find out. Like, was that smart to trade away the house to get this kid at number three? Is he really that good? Because when you look at his college record, it's like, I mean, he didn't even play a senior year. He's, he didn't play very much in college in general. And it's like, what makes you so convinced that this guy is mm. that fucking good? Like, we'll see. Um, I, yeah. And of course I got some issues with Shanahan, but fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Mike Vrabel, I do, I think he's safe. And I do think that he's, he's probably going to make this team better. He's probably going to make the Titans better than most people expect them. Um, he's never had a losing season. Uh, but the window of when they had a good roster appears to be completely slamming shut, which mm-hmm. may not even be entirely his fault. If this shit goes as bad or even worse than expected, I think his seat will be rather hot next yes. year. Agreed. Uh, like of no fault of his own, I would say. Uh, Pete Carroll, also probably safe, but this bullshit of acting like, like you have two number one quarterbacks. Um, and also I saw it, it, there was also an article this morning where, where Pete Carroll was trying to say like, I, who says we're not going to be a 10 win team this year? Like, what's he, I mean, that's, I mean, of course that's what he has to say. He's got to do the coach Um, thing. But absolutely nobody thinks that's going to happen. Um, also, I say this because he's not getting any younger. Um, and, you know, is this really a guy who wants to stick around for a rebuild, which is probably what Seattle is in for? They are definitely in um, rebuild mode. I, I I see him potentially, like, retiring rather than being fired. Yeah. You know and what them, I mean? Like, and I them see, giving like, him the grace to do it. Right. Like at the end of the year, giving him the forced retirement. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ron Rivera, I'm putting on this list. Hmm. Um, I don't actually know what to expect from this organization, but I would assume. I feel like they're like in a Cleveland situation. I, yeah. And that's why I think like Stefanski, I would assume that this dude is mostly safe given that he's the only thing that appears to be capable of like, generating empathy for what is otherwise a mostly deplorable team. Mm. Right. Um, What's more likely to me is that Rivera at the end of the season says, fuck this, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? That Mm. I can see that happening. Uh, Mm. Is that it for this group? No, I got one more. Dennis Allen. And I know the Saints fans are going to be mad at me, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> and the only reason – and I, I don't, I'm not saying he deserves to be on the – I think I'm going to put on a pair of shorts list. Uh, I, I, the only reason I put him on this is because of the Sean Payton factor. If Payton wants back in, right, the Saints still own Sean Payton and his contract. And they're okay. not going to let him go for nothing. So if he decides he wants to come back and be an NFL coach and the Saints don't want him to go anywhere else and he decides he wants to come back to the Saints, then sorry, Dennis, but you're going to have to take a seat. You know what else is an issue? What? This is not his first head coaching stop. That's true. Where else was he? I forgot. He was Oakland Raiders coach. Yes, yeah. You know what his record was as the coach of the Oakland Raiders? Oh, please – Please tell me. I would love to hear it. Dennis Allen, as an NFL head coach, 
was mm. eight and twenty-eight. Wow. So I have reason to believe that this is gonna be a short leash and mm. and they uh if things are looking good and he's fumbling away games, then they might be like I mean, let's get somebody else in here. I mean the fact that he even got the job in the first place felt like this is just a bridge. Mm. Like, you know, Peyton sort of just out of nowhere decides to, you know, retire. Mm-hmm. And then we obviously find out about this whole Miami thing where he was trying to get over there. And it's like, you know, I, I don't think anyone except for Saints fans believed that hiring Dennis Allen as a head coach was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, so he might be to keep, the, keep it together until Peyton comes back after his exactly. Miami attempt. I'm sure the Saints fans are yelling at me through their headphones right now. <laughs> but I, here's the thing. I can't hear you. It's fine. <laughs> So <laughs> I can't hear you. Um, yeah. You can write it on Facebook and then I will just completely ignore it. It's fine. You're just not going to want that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, you out. guys are going to be a 12-win team. It's going to be great. So don't worry about it. Uh, desperately in need of a fire extinguisher. Um, I, first on this list for me is Frank Reich. Frank Reich first? Mm-hmm. Before yep. McCarthy. Well, I'm I'm going in order of like safest to least. Okay, safe. okay, okay. Frank Reich. Okay, so, so he's on the on the verge. Okay. Now the reason why I'm putting him on this list, mm-hmm. I believe that this like, hey, don't you guys feel bad for us because Andrew Luck retired out of nowhere? I feel like that shit's over. <laughs> like, that that's over. It's so true. Okay, it's over. Uh, you've had five quarterbacks in five years, and now. He has to hope that Matty Wheels can save his job. So, good luck with that. I don't know. According to um, the uh, to the Falcons Instagram, Matty Wheels is ready. <laughs> no, but here's yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I'm saying that if this does not go according to plan, mm-hmm. everyone is picking the Colts because everyone's picking the the Titans to fall off, and nobody expects the Jags to be. You know, it, nobody expects them to improve enough to win the division. The Texans are a non-factor. If the Colts figure out a way to fuck this up and lose the division to the Titans or the Jags again, and not if they the do like what they did last year, where they basically lost the division on the last game of the oh, season yeah. and missed the playoffs, this is over. Frank Wright is done. Yeah. Finished. It's either win your division or I really think that it's playoff or bust. If he does not make the playoffs, Frank Wright is getting fired. Period. Okay. Well, I guess I would I would uh, hitch my wagon to uh, Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz any day. So I would too. And I, to be clear, I'm rooting for them. I'm just saying these people that are on the list are either people who I think deserve to be on the list or people who I can imagine a scenario where this is happening. I got no axes to grind here. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, next up on the list, I'm, I know that this one's maybe be a little controversial, but I'm putting Brandon Staley on this list. What? Uh, I know. I know. Huh? And I'm. let me explain to you why. You have a top five quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. On paper, you have a top five defense. Mm-hmm. His tendency to go for it on fourth down is so yeah. incredibly regular that it's downright predictable. Yeah. And the Chargers, for a lot of people who don't realize this, are in the midst of an ownership dispute 
Mm-hmm. If that gets settled and this dude can't take this team with this roster, with a roster this good, if he cannot take them to the playoffs, somebody he's else gone. can. Yeah. They got to do gone. it before this. Uh, it's getting towards the end of that rookie contract. To me, this team is like play, they're playoff or bust. If they don't make the playoffs with this roster, how do you keep Brandon Staley? You have to. Yeah. I don't see it. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying that he he's gonna somebody's head has to roll. If you have a team this fucking good, and you don't make the playoffs, he's gone. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Mike McCarthy. Um, what? No. <laughs> This dude's seat is so hot that yeah. my ass hurts just <laughs> talking about it. Uh, I mean, the season hasn't even started, and the entire NFL media world is already assuming that Sean Payton will be the next likely coach of the Cowboys. Oh. I mean, this guy's having to answer for it. I mean, he, McCarthy has been answering for this in press conferences like throughout the summer. That's fucked up, man. I mean, this guy is already having to ask answer questions about his job security like it, it like months before the season even started like this guy is like on the most obvious hot seat candidate in the entire league okay mm. and the cowboys you know think about it i mean they then that division nobody wins it two years in a row yeah yeah they won't so win it this year it, if they don't win their division uh, you have every reason to believe that they may not get one of those wild card spots i don't know it's the nfc so there's a good chance. It, getting a wild card spot is pretty easy in the NFC at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't. Than it is. But if it, they don't. And they lost. Which the, makes it even worse. Yeah. <coughs> mm. Okay. Good point. And all those offseason moves. Where they, I mean, maybe those aren't even his fault. But, the, you know, letting Amari Cooper, Cooper go for a pack of cigarettes. Mm. Uh, who else That's is Jerry Jones, man. <clears throat> That's Jerry Jones. They let an offensive But you know Jerry go, Jones. Then they lost Jerry Jones is line. always. Yeah, but Jerry Jones is always going to blame the coach. He's never going to blame himself. You know what I mean? He's always, also, uh, always late to make the fire, pull the trigger on a firing. So mm-hmm. that might keep his seat uh, a little cooler. Yeah, true. Next up on the list is, list is uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, I don't know if his seat is actually hot, but it should be like a raging inferno. In he my opinion, he just got extension. I know. And that, to me, the fact that the Cardinals extended this dude when he still had like two or three years left on his deal might be one of the dumbest offseason storylines that I've heard all year. Uh, His preponderance to fall off a cliff seven games into a season are well documented. Even in college. Uh, Last year, they started off seven and oh, and then they went three and five. Year before that, they went five and two, and then went three and six. Uh, yeah. 2019, they were three, three, and one, and then they went two and seven. And this goes all the way back to his college days at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. 2018. He goes five and two, and then goes zero oh and five. Year before that, he goes four and three, and then goes two and four. And you can go even further. It's like it goes on and on. It's it's the same. The only thing that I think is kind of interesting about Kingsbury this year is that one of their best players, DeAndre Hopkins, is suspended mm-hmm. for the first seven. Or eight. Six or games. six. Six games. I don't remember. Six. It's a very unique opportunity to reverse this trend mm-hmm. for him. Like, what if the Cardinals suck? 
for the first six games of the season. What if they go two and five, uh, and then and then they go five and zero oh or six? Like, what if they just rip it up when when DeAndre Hopkins comes back? What if they get worse? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. It's like, man, they went uh, they, they went three and six, and then they went one. At, you know, <laughs> get even worse. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I don't have high hopes for them. I mean, I don't, I don't literally think he's going to get fired if they have a bad year. But I just think that you got him on, on the list. Hot seat. I I have him on this list because I think he should be on the list. And the I'm way just, he I'm handled their uh, re-signing of uh, of uh, the baby Yoda, talking about the mm. studying and putting, trying to get the claws in there and all that shit. That's bad coaching as well. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's some bullshit. Either you believe in the guy or you don't. You should have. Nah, fuck that. I don't think he should be. Mm. Uh, I think that alone, man. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Should be. Uh, next up on the list, and I realize this is a little controversial, but there's some logic to it. Mike McDaniel. This is the only first-year coach that I feel has a chance to be one and done. Not because of him so much, but more because of Stephen Ross. If Ross really wants Sean Payton and we know that he does Mm -hmm. because he tried to get him. And if it's true that Sean Payton wants to coach in Miami, Ross does not give a fuck. No. Okay. Uh, He will cut this half white, black, half black violin playing avocado, (laughs) avocado toast eating hipster and laugh at his ass while he bleeds out on the streets of Miami. He doesn't give two shits about this motherfucker. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this too is probably not going to happen, but I'm just saying that if those elements were to align, he gone. That's true, man. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton, he's so... Everybody wanted a piece of him. Mm-hmm. That's three uh, Next up on the list is Lovey Smith. Um, I put him on the list mainly because uh, the Texans are just a very dysfunctional organization. Uh, and the last time I checked, Lovey Smith is still black. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just, I don't expect them to do right by Lovey. I just don't. I say uh, give them three years, then they'll do the traditional switch them out for the hot offensive coordinator. He'll overachieve we'll with that team. And then uh, I, I, I don't think it's seats hot at all. They just fired a one year coach. That's true. With David Cullen. <laughs> But that also depends on who becomes available after this season. Yeah. Who's going to want to go there? Who's going to want to go to te- Nobody. Texans? Yeah. So they'll, uh, they'll let him Gruden, build it John up. Gruden will go. John Gruden will go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right? I want to hear what he says about Lovey Smith in the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the final entry on this list. Um, the guy whose seat is hotter than all of these seats combined, it has to be Matt Rule in Carolina. Matt Rule, I forgot you haven't said anything about him yet. Yeah, uh, I personally think McCarthy's seat might be hotter, but yeah, Matt Rule, you're you're right. I thought he was gonna get fired so, after last year. According to, I did some research on this, mm-hmm. and according to the Twitter account, which is titled "Matt Rule Can Suck a Huge Fart." Uh, the fans in Carolina are absolutely done with this dude. Oh, you want to know his he, uh, his coaching record? 
Yeah, tell me. <laughs> it doesn't he, he's got he's got back to back five one seasons, right? It's ten and twenty three. Yeah, three seasons, and his record is ten and twenty three. Yeah. Uh, he's had to fire at least one offensive coordinator, which is obviously not a good look. Um. You can only do that a few times before it suddenly is all on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's known for making his players run laps when they celebrate too much in practice. What? Uh, yep. He couldn't make it work with Teddy B. He goes out and aggressively trades for Sam Darnold, who was <laughs> so predictably bad that it makes you wonder what Matt Rule saw that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. Or saw. I don't know what the fuck he was looking at. Uh, he d- double dipped on Cam Newton, obviously that didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that he's like, I'm back. Wait, no shit. I'm gone again. <laughs> uh, this, this rookie Matt Corral, um, kind of looked to be the worst of the rookie QBs taken in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he got injured. So he's kind of a non-factor. And now he has to hope that Baker Mayfield can save his job, yep. which uh, honestly, I think he could. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Baker Mayfield, if, if Matt Rule keeps his job, it's probably going to be because of Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Baker Mayfield is shit, it, it's not it's his rap. fault that Matt Rule is gone. There's plenty of other yeah. <laughs> reasons for him to go. Uh, Rule signed a seven year deal back in 2020, which could also save him, I guess, but we no. all know that owner David Tepper no. is a very impatient man, yeah. um, as well as an absolute D bag. Uh, if the Carolina Panthers win five games or less, he, 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 I mean, he's done. He, he's they're gonna send him back to college football and you'll never see him again. Yeah. Maybe the next Nick Saban, right? His college football record, the was guy who just over 500, too. He had some kind of a reputation for being like an offensive genius of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where did he coach in college? I don't remember. I just had that up too. Um, he coached at uh, – he had four, four bowl wins? No, three bowl losses, four bowl games. <laughs> Temple, that's what it was. Uh, Temple and Baylor. Why the fuck – Temple and Baylor, but okay. I remember the the hot talk about him coming. Yeah, Temple and Baylor. Um, I mean, I, I Matt Rule to me is the only coach that I can really think of. I, I think Matt Rule could potentially be fired during the season. Damn. If they're that, if they're that bad, yeah, they start off bad, yeah. And the team, if they lose, if you lose the locker room, it's a wrap. It's either him or I just don't think I don't. I think for business, I just I don't see I don't see Jerry Jones firing Mark Mike McCarthy. No, mid-season. he won't fire somebody midseason. No, I don't see him doing that. But I can see David Tepper doing it. Yeah. yeah. Matt Rule's the only one I could see losing his job in the middle of the season. Yeah. Damn. And uh, yeah. That's the hot seats right there, brother. Man, thank you so much for going through that. And uh, if your coach is on a hot seat, man, just hope that they can pull it out. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe you want your coach to go. I don't know. All right, what's gonna be I'm, on the I, what's gonna be on the next episode? Next episode, 
we are going to do 2022 preseason predictions. So we're going to go through and predict the MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to predict division winners, mm-hmm. wild card slots, mm-hmm. AFC, NFC championship game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner, and Super Bowl MVP. And then um, and then we're going to do our first flip them and pick them of the year. Because I don't know if you know this, there's actual tackle football happening on Thursday, my friend. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. <laughs> Let's so, fucking uh, go. Stay tuned for that. We're going to. Uh, wrap this episode up and uh, catch y'all in a little bit with the the mm-hmm. season's coming out. The season begins on Thursday. Oh, hyped, bro! Yeah, man. All right, well, thank y'all for checking this episode out. It's NFL. Uh, it's been Jonathan Rollins and Skiff Misara. Hold on, we gotta. Oh, that's my <laughs> man. Yeah. Hills Langren Funk Unit, y'all. Go Google that shit. Thanks for checking this episode of Spin FL We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Mm. Later, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.